Hello and welcome to the Victory Bell, the podcast. I am your host, Paul Oren, and you are tuned into a podcast dedicated to Valparaiso University Athletics from a guy who runs a website called thevictorybell.com. That is a website dedicated to Valparaiso University Athletics. $5 a month, $49.99 for the entire year, and you can be updated on all sorts of Valpo Athletics comings and goings and everything in between. Stuff like Monday night's women's basketball game, 83-81 loss to UAB, one of the more exciting basketball games I've ever covered. It was far more exciting than the Chicago State or Incarnate Word basketball games that were played by the men's team. Really loved watching the women's game on Monday night. Allie Saunders, 32 points, most points ever by a freshman in a Valpo uniform. Thought it was a uh, just a, a fun, fun game. A lot of ups, a lot of downs. Really interesting start to the game with a administrative technical that was administered to Valpo because of a LED light issue with the shot clock. I did a little bit of research on that. You can go to thevictorybell.com and read all about that. Look, I'll also tell you we've got some, uh, you know, the main part of this episode, which you saw from the title, we've got John Maravich joining in a little bit, and uh, I will get to that. In the coming days after Thanksgiving, I'll take a look back at the other fall sports seasons, football and volleyball. That'll be interesting to take a look back and, and kind of what was accomplished in those sports this year. I don't know if volleyball is going to continue with the NIVC like they did last year. Interest to full disclosure, I am recording this at 2.38 in the morning on November 22nd, Tuesday. Got a flight to catch to Boston in a little bit. Um, so we will have John Maravich joining from the Valpo women's soccer team a little bit in a little bit here on the pod, who will uh, share some information just about the journey that the Beacons went on and winning the conference championship, what that means to the program, who's coming back next year. Got a couple of players, a trio of seniors who are coming back. Wanted to quickly mention the men's basketball team because I know that's why many of you are here. Look, I, I want to see what happens on this road trip. I've got some thoughts on that Chicago State game. Um, I actually recorded about a half hour podcast, but I realized that, you know, I, I, I actually I spent most of that time talking about football and volleyball, but, but I want to wait a little bit to see what goes on with their postseason possibilities for volleyball. There's going to be time to talk about basketball, and and today I really want to spend time with John Maravich, so we're going to get to that. But um, we will in the in the coming days after Thanksgiving, uh, I will get into my thoughts on on men's basketball. And look, I'm not trying to kick the can down the road. It's just I, I want that to be a sole focused episode, and uh, and that's coming, and we'll get to that. Let's see how. These, these couple games unfold here, um, going to Samford and then the Savannah trip. I won't be on that trip. I'm going to be in Boston for a couple days with family. But looking forward to seeing what comes out of that trip. And, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll take a look at that as we go. For now, I want to change this over, uh, send it over to John Maravich. I think you're really going to enjoy this interview. John's got just a lot of good stuff. You know, last week's episode, I talked to Mike Avery. We're, we're, we're hitting, uh, you know, some soccer coaches here in uh, the World Cup. Just kicked off earlier this week. Uh, U.S. men's national team with a very interesting one-to-one tie. Be, be, be looking forward to seeing what happens with them as they take on England and then Iran. So we'll uh, we'll get into that more in the future, but here is John Maravich. I think you're going to enjoy this. 
Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Thanks for listening. Thanks for subscribing. Give a gift subscription. Talk to your friends. Let them all know. Thank you very much. Thrilled to have a wonderful guest here on the Victory Bell, the podcast, the kind of guests that I want to have by expanding this beyond just basketball. We've got Valparaiso soccer coach John Maravich here. Uh, John, thank you very much for joining. It's Thanksgiving week. What are you thankful for right now? I'm thankful for my family, For first and foremost. I get my daughters are coming home, Casey's home, and Mac will be coming home in a day or two. But above and all that, it's just the communities of people that I am and my wife and I are privileged to be a part of, whether it's the Valparaiso University community, whether it's the Andrean community, uh, the Marquette community, or, or whoever we're associated with. We're just we just love being around people and people who, who love God and who, who just want to be around other people and do good. All right. Uh, well, first of all, that's great. I'm thankful for all those things as well. Although, I mean, you know, the, the Andrean community, I, I do, I miss, uh, I do miss when high school sports, right. Watching Andrean make it to the state title game, uh, Valpo's in the, for football, uh, I kind of miss that a little bit, but I also, you know, I kind of enjoy getting to cover a lot more VU, a lot covering your team on your run. And I want to talk about your team a little bit. Maybe you know this. I know we've kind of talked about this briefly. So during this past summer, I made a run in the World Series of Poker Made event. I, it taught me a lot about competition a little bit, and I got knocked out. I didn't, I didn't fulfill my goal, but I had an amazing journey along the way. And in the days after all these people are telling me how great of a journey it was. And I wanted to punch all of them directly in the face, right? Like I hated every, like, oh, hey, tell me about that story. Oh, about the time that I lost. You want to hear about when I lost? And, and I said to a friend of mine, like, when does the sting of that finally go away? And he said, next year, when the first hand is dealt, you'll get over it. It's been a few weeks for you now. You guys won the conference regular season championship. You won the marathon. You came up short in the sprint. Are has the sting of that gone away? Will it ever go away? Kind of does it take away the joy of what you accomplished? Are you able to enjoy that now that it's been a few weeks? I think it's always going to sting. Um, when when you journey with a group of people like the the amazing women that I got to go on this journey with this year, it's always going to sting. Um, but I think that's a motivating factor, right? To keep you uh, on your front foot and to keep you trying to do your very best. Um, but take, take all that aside, you can take a step back now and you just look at the unbelievable accomplishment that the girls were able to achieve. I, I think winning a regular season championship is, it's the grind, it's the marathon. It's, it's really, really difficult. And especially in the Missouri Valley Conference, as, as we all know, uh, it, it's it's just such a grind to get that done. And so I, it definitely is a great sense of accomplishment, a great sense of, of reward, uh, but more importantly, because of the people that we were on that journey with. So we'll all, I'll always remember that. I'll also always remember the folks and the players that played for me that didn't get that accomplishment and worked so hard for it. And so I've always told them, I carry them with me when a team uh, achieves. So there were so many players that um, I took with me on this journey uh, with this team to win a championship because those folks, if they didn't do what they did, we wouldn't have been able to do what we did this year. Everybody in this Valpo women's soccer family is a part of this championship. I, I feel like I was onto something with my equation of poker and soccer and all of that, but where it falls short is 
I know that next year I can go back and play in this tournament. I mean, I don't, it's expensive, so I'm not sure that I'm going to, but you know that you'll be able to coach if things break the way they should or whatever, that you'll have another opportunity for this. How much more difficult does this get when you realize that, you know, for some of these players, that was their shot, right? And now they got to, I think about, you know, the Valpo football team the other day, they had a chance to get a winning record and they lost 24 to nothing at home, their final home game. I'm sure that there's a lot of people walking off that field thinking, man, the last time that I play a game, I've got to think about this. Um, I, it, it, that, that feels like a really hard thing to cope with, right? It is. And I'm sure if you ask the seniors, it, it is very difficult. But um, I think Natalie Graff said it best when after the game was over and I went up to her and I just was like, thank you. And she just looked at me and she said, coach, I wouldn't change a single, single thing of this. And, and to me, that's what we're doing here, right? Like, I get it. Everybody judges in athletics by results, wins, losses. But the reality is when Nat comes off the field and says, I would not change a single minute of this, um, then it doesn't matter what the scoreboard says. Um, we're successful. And, and I think that's, that's a big part of who we are as a group, um, because when, when you take on this journey, right, like, you know, there's going to be, you know, ups and downs to that. But if it's just about winning and losing, then then we're we're completely off because there's so many things in winning, losing, we can't control. I can't control the referees. I can't control the weather. Right. I, there's, you know, soccer ball bounces off the shin guard, goes in the back of net. And, and now you're trying to figure that out. That can't be the purpose. Right. And so we just we just stick to the process. And if our process resulted in that feeling from Natalie Graff, then then our focus and our purpose and our process is spot on. And you can't tell me that those kids aren't champions just because they didn't win a conference tournament. They won a regular season championship and they put their their heart, their 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 uh, all of their blood, sweat and tears on the line for their teammates in this university. And in my mind, they'll every kid that's played here is a champion because they're willing to sacrifice and do that. I really love that idea. Uh, it's funny. Mike Avery was on this podcast last week and echoed very similar things. It can't just be about the results. But I do want to ask you this fun question. Sometimes it is about the results. And now you have won a conference championship in the Valley and no other Valpo coach has done that. Do you get to walk around the arc with your chest puffed out a little bit? You know, when you walk into a staff meeting now, are you, do you get like a, a, a head seat at the table? Like, or, or uh, how have your colleagues, uh, I, I know that they're probably very excited for you. And also like, man, I want that too. What, what's, what's, what's been the interaction like around the athletic department? It's been great. I mean, those are my friends. Right. And so you know, we all do the same thing. We are trying to get results. We're trying to win championships. And, you know, I look, we were the first one. I told this to, 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 to Charles when we sat down for the first time. I told him somebody has to be the first. Somebody has to break the ice. And I want, I want to be able to be the one that does it because we were the next one up when I met with him. Right. And so, for me, it's just about continuing to be a good example for our student athletes and then to my colleagues. And um, 
I, I'm there cheering and, and suffering with all of them through their successes and through, you know, their growth periods. Um, so to me, I, it's, it's just another day um, to be a part of this bigger Valpo family. And if we in some way are able to help, you know, create that energy and create that excitement at the next volleyball game or the next basketball game or the next, you know, golf competition or tennis match, then, then, then fantastic. We're just a part of something so much bigger than our team at Valpo that, that we're just playing the, the, the part that we can play the best to our ability. I want to look specifically at your team for a second, because a couple of years ago, the NCAA came out and said, every athlete, student athlete is going to get an additional year of eligibility. And in the moment, it was like, oh, OK, we'll think about these seniors, you know, the seniors in 2020 and like, are they going to come back? Are they not going to come back? But this has now had a domino effect for years after. And now you've got a group of women, eight of eight seniors on this team. And should they want to, they could elect to come back, I think. Or maybe, maybe, maybe Andrea might have already been choosing that COVID year here. But, but is what has that process been like? And I don't know, I, you know, I know that a couple of them have alluded to you they're coming back. I don't know if they publicly announced this or if it's a secret or anything like that. But I, I guess what were those conversations like about, hey, do you want to come back? Do you want to start your life? You know, just take me through that process a little bit. Yeah, you know, I, I didn't pressure. Um, I mentioned it to all of them that they had the opportunity and that we'd love to have them back. Um, but each one of them has a different, you know, choice in life. You know, you've got some that need to go to grad school and, and become doctors, right? You've got others that are like, hey, maybe I can put this off for a semester and, and graduate in December and, and get to play another year we've just offered it to all of them and, and they've come back to me and said, Hey, we want to do this. We want to, we want to pursue this. We want to make that happen. So we've, we've kind of just went along that journey with them. And, um, you know, to me, you're just trying to support their next stage in life. And if their next stage wants to take their COVID year and continue to play soccer for a year, then I'm certainly welcoming them with open arms because we have such a great group of of, of strong, confident, powerful women that uh, why wouldn't we want them back? Why wouldn't the university want them for another semester? Because there's such great examples of what this university is all about. Does that become uh, a mental gymnastics of roster construction? Yeah, a little bit, a little bit. But at the end of the day, I think we all want, you know, to be around the best players, the best people, um, the best training environment. And the more people that we have that are going to work every day, the better off we are. And and look, that showed up this year for our group, right? I mean, we had a, I mean, look, we had a copious amount of challenges and, and setbacks, but we also had a myriad of successes and great performances. Those things don't happen when you're struggling as a player. Somebody steps up, somebody gets hurt, and the next player steps up. I, I took this from Mike Tomlin, who I think is an absolutely fantastic coach. He said, he always says, next man up, right? So for us, it's next woman up. Nicole goes down injured. Boom. Emma steps in and performs, right? Like, it's just the next woman up to go out and do what you do. So to have the, the best group of people, the best players all involved in the same squad, uh, that's what we're all trying to accomplish as coaches, I'm sure. You've signed six new players um, to join the roster. A couple of uh, standouts from the Il Indiana and Illinois area, from what it looks like. You've... Uh, 
you also do what you do and you went out west and you got a goalkeeper from Colorado and you cut a midfielder from California. Um, first of all, I want to ask kind of on a, a 10,000 foot question. Um, you've played really well in Colorado. You've got a lot of good Colorado players. Um, you know, there's the history of, of California in this program too. Uh, I think Aaron Murray was from California. I mean, it's a long time ago well now in your age, but um, how, you know, I, like I've been around Valpo for a long time. What's, how is the Valpo brand play in Colorado? How are you able to kind of go out there and, and find women to, to say, Hey, I'm going to come to the Midwest or California or out East or wherever you go. Well, one, it's the national brand academically, you know, obviously the, the academic reputation is outstanding, but those, those relationships that you build in those areas really came about way back in, in 2002 and 2003 when, I joined, you know, Coach Anthony and and trying to help him kind of take the next the next steps. And so we just got on the phone and started to build relationships and, you know, get an Aaron Murray from Pleasanton, California, who comes in and and set all the goalkeeping records, um, you know, for the for the program. And now every year that seems like the next goalkeeper just kind of surpasses that. And is that that's exactly what Aaron Murray would want. Uh, we've had players from Texas. I mean, Lori Johnson was was from Saxe, Texas. Um, and so you just build that and then you start getting a Dana McGlone from, from Denver and Melly Cabral from, from Boulder. And it just, that relationship that you have with club coaches, but more importantly, those players just speak so well of their experience at Valpo, both athletically and academically, that it just breeds that conversation. And when we were in, in Denver this year to play Colorado and Northern Colorado, Melly Cabral, Dana McGlone, Jackie Kendrako now lives out there. They all hosted the team for a lunch. They were sitting at the soccer game talking to Helen and her parents about their experience. It's just that Valpo community. I mean, we had more fans at the CU game at Colorado than there were Colorado fans. And it wasn't just the families of the players. It was players who played out that way. Their friends that came back to hang with them for the weekend just to be around the program again. It was, it was an awesome weekend to be around, but that's, that's why we can go to these places because of our Valpo brand and the Valpo family that we've created within the soccer program. So you've got these kids coming in next year. You've got kids coming back next year. I'd imagine you're probably aiming to have a pretty good year next year. I mean, is that, is that, I mean, I'm, we're far away from that. We're nine months away from the start of the year, but like, is, is the arrow still pointing up? You know, a lot of times you look and see, okay, we're going to build, we're going to try to get to this year and then we got to rebuild. It, it looks like you'll have a pretty strong group next year. Yeah, it'll be very competitive. Um, and I think the lessons that we learned this year about dealing with being picked to win it, you know, and, and, and being the, the chasee instead of the chaser. Um, I think all of that comes with a lot of growth and a, and a lot of development that has to happen both you know, on the, on the field, but then all, you know, with the mindset and off the field. Um, but yeah, I think we are trending in a great space. I love the players that we have. I love the attitude that we have. Um, I don't have a job, Paul. I have a lifestyle and my lifestyle is it's kept young um, by, by the players, but they did, they just have such a great energy about them and great enthusiasm that we're going to continue to strive to, to get back to where, to where we want to be, which is to go beyond just winning a regular season championship, to to win a conference tournament, to win games in the NCAA tournament. We're going to talk about that because that is what we aspire to be. And if we don't talk about what we aspire to be, then we're never going to reach it. 
but we have to evaluate and look at ourselves and say, hey, when we do fall short, let's just evaluate it. Let's not you know, beat ourselves up about it. Let's evaluate, where did we fall short? How can we get better? You ask anybody who's, you know, runs a company, they'll tell you that's the failure is when they actually became the strongest. And so we're gonna take this and we're gonna say, how does this make us stronger? So yeah, we're, we're trending up. I think we've, again, we've got a great group of kids who are coming back. You know, we've got a great group of kids that are coming in and they're just gonna be brought into this environment that we do every day by the players. I mean, the players do an unbelievable job of bringing new players in, bringing transfers in. I mean, when, when Andrea came in, I mean, she was like, coach, like, I felt like I've been a part of this team for forever and I've been here two weeks. Like, that's the players' environment that, that they're committed to. It's about that relationship. It's about playing for one another. It's about being friends and loving one another and, and having a common interest of soccer and going to, you know, going to battle together. So that's what makes the group special. That's why, you know, I'm truly humbled and honored to get to, to work with them every day. You know, for, for those that are listening that aren't as familiar with the roster construction, Andrea Garcia was a transfer from Fairleigh Dickinson University, had been at Hartford before, a fifth year from uh, Ontario. If there's anybody on this team that would maybe feel like a bit of an outsider, it would have been her. And the regular se- the, the the day that you clinched the regular season title, she scored two goals. It was her most expen- extended playing time. She also got hurt at the end of the match. Uh, she kind of got spiked in her Achilles or something along those lines. And I just remember going over to the victory bell and you've got these seniors on this team who have gone through this two 15 and one record when they were freshmen, they, they built through, they went through experience COVID together, all of that. And it was their moment and they're getting ready to ring the bell. And Andrea is kind of limping her way over and everyone's like, stop, the team's not here yet. We need Andrea to get here. And I just thought that moment spoke so much to, um, you know, t- to hear somebody who's been on the team for three months, four months or whatever, and obviously had a huge game that day, but um, they didn't want they, they, they didn't want to start celebrating until she was there. I just thought that meant I don't even have a question associated with that. I just thought that was a really cool moment. It, it was. But I tell you, that's what I get to experience every day with this group. Um, they they truly do. They love one another. They they're they're really good friends. And the fact that they were not going to do that without Dre, because she's, she's a part of this team. She's a part of our family. And uh, that's, again, that's just what, I think that's what we're here for, right? That's got to be our purpose. That's got to be a big part of our why. We just get to do all of those really wonderful things as a group doing something that we truly love, which is to play soccer. And uh, you know, that's, that's who Dre is at her core. She loves the sport of soccer. She actually said this to me after the season was over and, and kind of like an exit, you know, sit down. I said, okay, so t- it's, tell me about how was it? And she was like, coach, I think I want to maybe get into coaching because I think I lost my love for soccer before I got here. And I was really hesitant. Should I do this? Should I not do this? But she's like being here and being on this team has really generated that, that love and that passion for the game again. Again, that success, like that, she's a champion, right? And every person on this team, I mean, all those seniors, they're doing wonderful things. I mean, look, my heart's going to break when some of those kids don't show up to to spring practice because that journey with them is kind of ending from the soccer standpoint. It doesn't end overall, but it kind of ends from that soccer standpoint. And and that's going to be hurtful. You know, it's going to be, 
okay, we've got to, we've got to adjust and we've got to move on. But because they've given so much and because they've been a big part of our lives for four years, um, they're going to be missed. Um, and it's not because of what they did on the field. It's because of all the other stuff. Like I just, I'm truly going to miss, you know, Kylie and being able to talk about the Steelers. Like I've lost my Steelers contact, um, you know, when I go to, when I want to go to practice, but they're just, they have such energy, you know, and to get a chance to sit down and read the torch and read, you know, you know, what all the work that Kylie's doing for that, or Nikki's doing for that. And Addie's joining in and Kara joined in even some, they're just doing so many other things on campus and to get to be a part of their lives. That's, you know, that's, what's truly awesome. So I'm going to miss those guys, but I'm going to have a chance to have another year. We all are, are going to have a, have a chance to have another year with three of them. And so we're excited about that. And I guess I would beg the question. Can I ask which three are coming back? Sure. I mean, I, they obviously all can change their minds. So I don't think there's anything that's etched in stone, but I think they're, they're, they're pretty well along the way in doing that, but Allie Anderson's going to come back and take her COVID year. Um, so is uh, Abby, Abby Hillman. We call her Hilly. Yep. Right. And uh, Nicole Norfolk is going to come back. So um, we've got some, some really outstanding individuals there that are going to come back and stay with us for another, another, at least another semester. So we're excited for that. Well, clearly getting, uh, you have a deficit of Wisconsin soccer players on your roster right now. Some years you've had more than others. You've got two, and I'm glad to hear that Nicole is coming back along with Dana. Um, just, you know, more Wisconsin is my, I, I'm, I'm, I'm biased. Anyway, I want to end with this question here. Um, before the match, before the last match you played, you guys did this pep rally in the union, which to me just felt like a really special moment, right? Um, you were fired up up there. Nikki was up there, the Nikki Coriel, the goalkeeper. Um, you know, President Padilla gave his his speech up there as well. What what's what was that like? Just kind of that that moment. Even you know, you, you talk about taking it away from the field. That just felt. I mean, for those of us who were who were honored enough to be there, that felt like a really special moment. It was, and we were we were truly honored that you know you know, everybody was, was there. I mean, we were just humbled by that fact, but it was really, really awesome. But I think that's also a part of this, this fire that, that this campus has. I mean, you, the, this, the fans came out that, you know, on Thursday night to support us. Um, the students were there. It was amazing. So just to be a part of that was, was incredible. Um, I got fired up. Nikki was fired up. Um, but this is where you, you put it when after that pep rally is over and Nikki Coriel tweets out after this pep rally, I would run through a brick wall for this university. I think that's where it is, right? That, that's what that pep rally did for our players, right? And hopefully we were able to, you know, create that excitement, give another event on campus that everybody could get behind and get excited about like they did last year when, when volleyball made their run. That's what this place is. And so we, we're just all trying to fight to create as many of those opportunities on campus as we can. And, you know, I will tell you this, Paul, like what, what you've done for, for our team this year with the interviews and the articles and following us, that also makes them feel like they're big time athletes and, and big time, you know, a big time sport. I can't thank you enough. And I can't thank everybody at the university who's, who's given something to help our team feel important feel valued um, because we certainly walked around feeling feeling valued and that's you know that's everything so thank you for everything you did for us as well well I appreciate it your uh, your team made it very easy a lot of fun stories to tell a lot of great women on the team great coaching staff uh, just it was great and 
you know, I will, I'll, I'll miss God. I, you know, as it got colder and colder, it wasn't as fun, but, uh, I certainly, uh, certainly enjoyed, uh, any, any, uh, I guess I'll, I'll end with any fun trips next year. You did Colorado. Are you as, is, is, you know what? I actually, I, I, I do want to ask this because I, I, I know I try to wrap it up, but like the fact that you won this now, does it change the, like, can you schedule differently now? I mean, are, are the, are the recruits a different caliber because you won this conference title? I mean, yes, yes. And yes. I mean, I think all of those things are, are obviously benefits um, to winning a league title. Um, but I also think it's, it's our players and yeah. the experience that they have. So when they start to talk to recruits, like, Hey, we had this pep rally or, Hey, this is how we travel or, Hey, we go and we played, you know, Colorado at Colorado. And, you know, that's the overall experience. Right. And so you, you referenced through, you're like, Oh, well, this senior class, they were two fifteen. Like, again, that's result-based. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Like, here's the thing. Those kids just fought through and continued to grow. Right. And they took that failure and they turned it into something different. And so you just tell our story, right? And that's what you help us do. You tell our story of what it means to be a part of this university and this soccer program. And it's supporting all the other sports. It's supporting each other. And what you gain from all of that, you know, that's life lessons. That's things you're going to carry on for the rest of your life. So it's just a small, a small piece, but it's, it's, we will have awesome things because of, of, of last year, but we have to keep that all in perspective. Um, we're not going anywhere cool like Colorado, you know, going to Denver and seeing the mountains for a Midwesterner. It's a little bit different, but we will be, we'll play uh, at the University of Kentucky uh, in the fall. Uh, we'll have an exhibition um, at Notre Dame. So, you know, some really great opportunities for our kids to, again, can, you know, push themselves to that next level so that they can be more prepared so that when you come to, you know, on you know, November of next year, hopefully we'll, we'll be carrying two trophies. Very good. John Maravich, thank you very much. Always a pleasure. Uh, can't wait to hear about spring practices. Excited that a couple of the players are coming back and can't wait to meet the new ones. Well, thank you, Paul. And you're always welcome. You can come out to any, any time. We'd love to have you. One day I'll run the beep test, probably a long time from now, but someday. <laughs> Fair. All right. That's a deal. All right. Take care. Thank you. Take care, Paul.